When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Taking Care of Lady Business, where we put the business back in lady business. Hosted by Jennifer Justice, founder and CEO of the Justice Department, a management strategy and law firm that works with female and woke male entrepreneurs, executives, talent, brands, and creatives to build and maximize their wealth, focusing in the areas of tech, consumer product, finance, media, entertainment, and fashion. Jennifer interviews entrepreneurial women who have done it all, who will be sharing their secrets on all things business, especially as a woman. These highly successful women will share strategies and insights, including what not to do and what it takes to win. And now, here's your host, Jennifer Justice. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this episode of Taking Care of Lady Business. I'm Jennifer Justice. Today, we have the fabulous Michelle Reeves on all the way from Australia at 7 a.m. for her. (laughs) She is the co-founder and CEO of Mavion. If you do not know what Mavion is, you will soon find out. And I guarantee you, right after listening, you'll be on OpenSea and on their website looking all into what Mavion is. Welcome, Michelle. Thank you, JJ. Always so great to chat with you any time of the day or night. I'm always in. <laughs> yeah, you're yeah, you Aussies are dedicated. You can you can like wake up early and stuff. That would be like the death of me. Although I'd probably wake up <laughs> just to get to like live that. Um You're a New Yorker. You can do this too. Yeah, yeah no, 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 true, true. So um let's just jump right in. Like tell us what is Mavion? So Mavion is an NFT focused on reshaping fashion in Web3. Great. What does that even mean? So basically, Mavion launched uh, 5,000 NFTs. And while they might look like JPEGs and pretty pictures, they're actually your own personal retail empire. So with every layer in those pictures, the hair, the makeup, the clothing, the accessories, it's a way for the owner of the NFT to drive royalties and exclusive benefits across fashion, beauty, and lifestyle of their favorite brands and products. So it's a really cool way for consumers to now take an insider seat at the table of the industries that consumers have built, like fashion and beauty. Um, And the way that it works is all those pictures that you see in the JPEGs will be transformed into digital assets. So imagine the lipstick that you see on your Mavion or the dress that it's wearing. Those will be transformed into digital assets for gaming, for avatars, maybe even for in real life retail as well. And with every unit sold, you, the holder, get a royalty. So it's a really simple way to bring the consumer and the brand together. 
So how did you start in all of this? I mean, everybody right now is like Web3, like that one quote went around over and over and over again. It's like, nobody knows what the metaverse is. Nobody knows what Web3 is. You know, that whole one that was going around. It's like, yeah, that was the people who liked that were ones who were not in it yet, right? But I can't look at my kids and playing Roblox or and say that they don't have, they're not in the metaverse and, you know, in general and in Web3 in total, like, so what made you interested in this and, and how did you decide to do it? So it started about four or five years ago. In 2016, my co-founder and I created an e-commerce company called The Accessory Junkie with a really simple mission to uplift independent designers. There's about 40 million talented individuals who are making these beautiful limited edition accessories, things like rings, earrings, necklaces, and they make them in really small limited quantities and they're high quality, they're locally sourced materials. Uh, often they are featured on the covers of you know, local magazines, but they can't reach a global audience. So they sell to their local stores in whatever country or hometown they're in, in Croatia, Japan, Iceland, Brazil, you name it. So we decided to aggregate, to bring all of these independent designers together and put their pieces on a global stage so that they could reach new consumers more easily. And we did deals with Nordstrom. We did direct-to-consumer through e-com, all very Web2. And in 2020, we realized that these designers, no matter how hard they work, if they only make 50 of an earring, there's only 50 earrings to sell. And then they have to go back yeah. and sell more. And this, this transaction is so one-time. They make it, they sell it, and it's, it's back to work they go and you know it's, it's really the cycle where those artists have to go get those real you know quote unquote real job so so many of these independent designers are you know doing this on the side from their home studios but their day-to-day job paying the bills is you know they're nurses they're teachers they're architects they're, they're any number of things but they're not living their full passion so in 2020 we decided um we needed to find a way to scale scarcity what an oxymoron. How do you scale scarcity? Yeah, right. And <laughs> super easy. To do it for me. Uh, <laughs> and time. Yes. So we we talked about back then it was just simply known as gaming. Web3 was gaming and the idea of creating digital fashion assets that you could use for avatars and games. And all of our advisors and our investors love the concept. The model was really sound. It was exciting and it really could scale scarcity. But there was one slight problem back in 2020. It would be such a heavy lift. The consumer wasn't there. Right. Yes, it was gaming existed, but it was adventure play. There was nothing about fashion and style. And there certainly weren't very many women in the space. Um, so it was just way too early. And we thought, okay, let's put this idea, this roadmap on the table. And maybe in three to five years, Web3, metaverses, gaming, digital lives and identity, AR filters, maybe that will be a thing in the future. And let's just keep an eye on it. You know, flash forward a pandemic, our digital identities have totally changed. And we realized last year, the time is now. Mm -hmm. You know, men, women, children are all really focusing on their digital lives in a different way, like never before. And as a result of that, Mavion was born and launched earlier this year. So what exactly, how does it happen? How, like, act like somebody has no idea what it is. Even though you just explained it, I'm saying like, if I want to go on and I'm interested in getting a Mavion and being a part of building my mini empire, what do we have to do? 
So there's a couple of steps. Right now, when people hear gaming and metaverses, it's really intimidating. And you think to yourself, as a modern-day woman especially, myself included, I'm not gaming. I don't have time to be in the metaverse and figure out what's going on. I'm either busy studying, working, raising kids, and, and that's a truth because we know that for women, our time is overused and underpaid. So to answer your question of what does that mean today, it actually doesn't mean gaming and metaverses today because those are being built out and we're thinking about still the long-term future. But today, we are creating an NFT that doesn't exist in any other NFT roadmap. It's one that works for you because we know that women don't have time. We no. don't have time to add one more thing to our to-do list. So we think of Mavion NFTs as this entity that can go to work for you. And all you have to do is buy your Mavion and keep it safe in your wallet. So if you go to OpenSea or you go to the Mavion.world website, you can mint a Mavion. You can buy a Mavion. And for a few hundred dollars, it's just there safe in your wallet. And then we go to work for you. We go and do the deals with your favorite retail stores and brands in fashion and beauty. And we bring all of those layers to life. I mentioned before things like lipstick or clothing. It could be hair, skincare, homewares. Those are the conversations and deals that we're putting in place so that you just keep it safe. And we will activate this business for you. And those royalties come in. And this is where I think we can squeeze the the generational wealth disparity in ways that the system has overlooked for so long. You know, we can't change the gender pay gap overnight. God knows we've tried. Yeah. Uh, we can't change history. You know, women don't have access to capital like our male peers do, you know, with less than 2.8% of funding going to, to male founders versus women. We know that for women, a few hundred dollars is meaningful and it has to go to work for them. They're not just playing playing a game here and betting on something that may or may not work out. So when you when we think about the Mavion NFTs, we built these so that we could minimize the risk as much as possible and maximize the long-term return. And all you have to do, as I keep saying, is just keep it safe. Hold it. You don't need to know about gaming. You don't need to know about metaverses. Just know that we do. And we're going to put all those assets in your NFT to work in places like Decentraland or Roblox or metaverses that haven't even been created yet. And in the future, those are the other revenue makers for you and your families. Right. So talk a little bit. Let's go back. You know, so many of these terms are so crazy. Like you said, mint. Minting is literally buying, right? Yes. Minting is when you buy an NFT and it's being purchased for the first time. So you're the right. first one to own that NFT. Yeah. So it's like, you know, I don't know where they came up with that word other than minting money. Like, it's, I'm not quite sure why, because there's so much of this stuff that it's like the demiss, like the, I started the Just Farm, deem, I mean, the Taking Care of Lady Businesses podcast to demystify so much of this stuff that it's like, you know what it is. It's just that no one ever told you that it's exactly, it is. you know, <laughs> and it's so off-putting because back to what you were saying, you know, we don't have one more thing to add to our to-do list, including why is it called minting, you know? <laughs> well, actually, let's, let's, let's talk about that. So minting it can help with the visual a little bit. So if you think about blockchain, things are being added to the blockchain. What is blockchain? Think of it like it's a digital ledger, which, of course, means nothing to any of us. That digital ledger, if you think about it like a Lego brick tower, 
every time there is an action taken on blockchain, a new Lego brick is created and it's placed on this tower. And then the next action is another Lego brick and they're just placed one on top of the other. And it keeps building infinitely until the end of time, this Lego tower will just continue to grow and grow and grow. So when you're minting something, you're essentially creating a Lego brick for the first time and it gets placed on that Lego tower and it will be there forever. And what's so cool about blockchain, unlike every other Web2 e-commerce um, technology, you can't change blockchain. So once you once you mint something and create that Lego brick, it is there forever. It can't be copied. It can't be deleted. It can't be edited or changed in any way. So you've really created you know, a little piece of history with your own little Lego brick, minting something to the blockchain. Right. So it can't be copied like and it can't meaning in the blockchain it can't be. Somebody could take your profile picture and make t-shirts of it. They can screenshot. You can yeah. do things in the real world that might screenshot and copy it. But according Illegally, to the I might add, blockchain, but, you know, yeah. Yes, that would be illegal. But in terms of looking and verifying on the blockchain, we can see with complete clarity. It's a truth theorem. We can yeah. see who minted it, who owns it. So if you and I were to claim ownership of a certain NFT, let's say Mavion is having an event and you can only come to this event if you hold a Mavion NFT. Well, let's say you and I both rock up and we show our phones and we've both got this NFT that we claim to own. If I have a screen grab of it, they'll be able to tell pretty quickly because they can check on blockchain if you are the owner, it will say yes. They can see it's in your wallet, not mine, and you'll get into the event, and I will be left in the cold. Right, exactly. The whole, yeah. So, um, but let's go back to like getting it and building that mini empire and like walk through that. So, you have this photo, and she has, and it's beautiful, the artist. Talk about the artist a little bit that drew all the magic. She's phenomenal. Day Young Kim is an artist and fashion designer. She's originally from Korea. Uh, she is truly a global citizen. She studied in India as a child. Uh, she moved there with her family. Then she went to university in uh, Europe before going to San Francisco to the Art Institute. And now she has worked for incredible brands, including Nike, in both as a color expert, which I think is such a cool niche focus. I know, right? Uh, and as an illustrator and fashion designer, she was a former designer on Project Runway, and she has hand-drawn over 321 different traits that were then used in this computer-generative system to randomly create combinations where no two are the same. So, for example, the, there may be 35 different backgrounds and 28 different clothing and uh, 88 different accessories she hand drew each one of them. They're put into the system. The system generates uh, actually about 78 million unique combinations of possible, of which we chose 5,000. So no two of these Mavions are the same. And those Mavions, as you mentioned, they feature maybe one has rainbow hair. The other has a pink mohawk. Some have bright pink love sunglasses. Others have this black masquerade face mask. Uh, they all have a completely different look in their skin tones, skin colors. Some are really fantastical, like rainbow and ombre. Others are more realistic, like olive and honey and different tans. But it's all about creating these unique Mavions 
so that each holder has something very special and one of a kind. But then together and collectively, the community of Mavions uh, represent all of this commercial opportunity. So let's say you've got your Mavion and we launch this bright pink lipstick that's featured in yours. And we launch it as an actual lipstick in Sephora, as well as an AR filter in Snapchat. And then it's now a, a filter that you can buy for your avatar in Decentraland. All of those are commercial opportunities that with every unit sold, you, the holder, will get a royalty. But now let's say we do a collaboration like we're doing with one of my favorite designers, Rebecca Minkoff. So on October 12th, we have the Mavion Rebecca Minkoff NFT that will drop and it will feature a limited edition series of Minkoff bags. And these are bags that you can't buy in her regular collection. They're created exclusively for this NFT. This bag in the future will be will be transformed into one of those digital assets. So again, used as an AR filter or for a gaming asset and for avatars. And you can mint that NFT from the Minkoff Mavion drop. You can then add that to your Mavion's closet. So your Mavion can start building its own inventory in a closet. And the more of these brand collabs that we drop and that you add to your Mavion, the more products, the more inventory you have to drive royalties and revenue. So when we talk about this being your empire, it truly is like you're your own Nordstrom or Netaporte, and you decide which brands, which collaborations of ours you want to keep adding into your closet, and you will keep getting those royalties as long as you just hold it there and keep it safe. And so what is that like a time frame that you guys have for this kind of collection over five years, two years, 15 years, you know, it like it could like how soon could people start generating money? Do you think? Well, it depends on in which platform. I think metaverses are still a ways off. We don't have mass adoption of people living, working, and socializing in the metaverse just yet. The active daily users are really small. So we're focused on more of the IRL collaborations today. So talking about what are some initiatives that we will be dropping first in real retail stores, as well as in AR filters. So we will have some coming out within the next six to 12 months that will drive royalties for our consumers across fashion and beauty. Uh, we're also looking at entertainment and lifestyle. So we are really focused on meeting the consumer where she is today. She is not in the metaverse today. Our kids might be, and in 10 years' time, that will feel very normal for them to All be right. studying, working, meeting, catching up with friends, you know, in their metaverse bar and doing all kinds of activities that we can't even define today. But for right now, our commerce and our socialization still takes place mostly in real life or through social media. So we're focused on rolling out assets in those two realms first that will drive royalties. So retail and AR filters are coming right. out. So Amazing. Yeah, so get them now before they're too expensive. <laughs> That's it. I mean, I'm telling you, six to 12 months is going to come up really quickly. And when we announce the traits that are getting royalties first, 
That's going to be a tough one. In fact, one of the traits, I can't give too much away. I know it's going to be our first one. None of them are for sale on the secondary market yet. And I'm like, oh gosh, people really love this trait. They're not even selling it on the secondaries, but there are still some to mint. So if you mint a Mavion, you may get some of these traits that I know are going to be our first uh, commercial activations. Ooh, can I wait? Um, what about? The, <laughs> I um, wish I could tell you. I know, right? What about the um, jewelry? There's jewelry on there. Like, talk about that. I know that there's mm-hmm. something special about the jewelry each Mavion has. There is. You know, we live in the real world. Yes, we love digital identity, but we still want to look good in our actual lives on the street. So one of the utilities that we just announced this past weekend that has started is you can actually get the physical piece, the physical accessory to wear in real life. So every single Mavion in the artwork features a limited edition earring, ring, necklace, handbag, Some are more rare than others, and we're rolling out this calendar where our holders can claim the physical piece. So our first uh, set of earrings were just announced, and people have been busy claiming, and they're going to get the physical piece to wear. And these are all made by those independent designers that we're working with in Web2. And talk, talk about an incredible way for these designers where they would never have access to these consumers before, and now they have NFT holders. And those earrings now going into your wardrobe so you can wear every day in your real life. That's fantastic. But I also think they're really excited. These designers are are thrilled to know that these earrings are going to be digital assets for them to drive royalties from before. So this idea of scaling scarcity means they're making money from this earring, but also from the filters that will keep being sold until the end of time. Right. Um, So they don't have to keep going back to their home studios to make more earrings. Those JPEGs can be made very quickly and very easily. Amazing. I mean, building your mini empire while getting to, you know, do and to like, you know, wear the lipstick you love and the wallpaper that you've always wanted with matching your Mavion, you know? <laughs> That's it. That's I love it. it. <laughs> um, yeah. but I want to switch gears a little bit and talk about what it's like to be a woman in this very male dominated space, especially knowing that what you're really trying to do is get more women out of like into web three from web two and really show them and, you know, prove that like, we don't want to miss this boat. Like we missed the last one, right? Like there's equal opportunity for us. And I know that you're doing such an amazing job on educating and trying to bring women in. So, I mean, like, what are the things that you find are working within the space as a woman and different challenges? So I love that you even, you just used the, the phrase kind of don't, don't miss the boat. Um, I think women are constantly trained to think like, we we were late. We did miss it. No, they built a boat that we couldn't swim to. They built a boat and didn't tell us. So if you think about why we have so many men in the space, right now we, we estimate there's about 500 to 600,000 people who own NFTs, of which less than 10% are women. It's not because women aren't smart enough to figure this out, are not interested in Web3. It's because there's nothing for them here. In the early development and early days of NFTs, it was about gaming. And as we said before, most women are not 
here to game. You know, their their core interests, and we know this. We've spent the you know the past year meeting with over seventeen thousand women. Their core interests in Web three reflect their actual interests in the real world: fashion, beauty, wellness, health, travel, and family. Yeah. And so, why are they coming to Web three when there's nothing for them here yet? So we're really one of the first ones to be building something that maps back to a core interest for them and then offers a utility that is that has a benefit. So until we have the infrastructure meeting their interests and having interests that actually have benefits that improve their real lives, you know, it, it's going to be a hard battle to get women into the space. Yeah. That is happening now. And we are seeing more investment and more female founders and marginalized communities building things that can help these often forgotten demographics that happen to make up a majority, but uh, that's a whole different story. So we're getting more women in. What we can do, though, is help women stay in the conversation and get the infrastructure necessary to be ready. There are a few things that women can do just so that you're ready when the time comes. Things like education on what is a crypto wallet, what is blockchain, what is this space even about, so that you just stay relevant and then when it's ready, you'll be able to jump in in the most appropriate way for your needs, whether you're a creator, an artist, or an investor. We want to make sure that women are just ready and not left out of the conversation. I will say my experience has been, like all industries and revolutions before us, for women, frustrating. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> all of, the majority of the capital is going to our male peers. In fact, during NFT NYC, my co-founder and I were invited to a number of VC meet and greets and networking events. And as you would walk into these, you know, 80% male filled rooms, you know, we were bombarded by, are you a creator? Are you a founder? Yes. Are you mostly female owned? Yes. Okay, great. Here's my card. Call me. We want to invest in women. Like, great. So you're looking for boxes to check, not businesses to build. Yeah. And that was really frustrating because it turns women against each other. It means you've got a few scraps left on the floor for women. And so for the 20 women in the room out of a, a room of 100, we all it's, it's all made clear to us there's going to be about 2% available yeah. to the 20 exactly. that's standing around here and who's going to get it. Yeah, And we all, you know, we're all early in the space. And what I think that these VCs haven't bet on is that we're early and we're not afraid to hustle and we're actually collaborating well together. The women in this space in Web3 that I know are working together in ways that I've never seen before. Yeah, The, the DMs are open and we know who to work with, how to work with, and we are not afraid to help each other and support each other in any way that is necessary. And that I think is going to be our superpower to make change happen more quickly in web three yeah yeah it's that collaboration and that like network uh, you know one of the reasons why i started the justice department is like let's put us all together let's build the matriarchy and we can do it like they did give each other business only each other business buy each other's products walk the talk you put our money where our mouth is all of those cliches but it's true 80 women have 80 percent of the purchasing power we, you know, all of those tenants that you listed from family, travel, lifestyle, beauty, fashion, wellness, like, of course, that's what we focus on. That's what we do. Great. Guess what? They all cost a lot of money. We invest in them. Let's do it. <laughs> Let's put our money in. And, and I will say like, like you are at the center of this too. Like the work you do, the dots you connect, you are one of these really important pillars and allies in this space. I see all the connections you're making. You can figure out 
And you see a goodness, a good business plan when you see it. Like, you know, a great business plan when you see it and you know who the right people are to put in the room. And you do an incredible job of helping women take action and get results in record time. Well, thank you. I hope so. And I appreciate that. But, you know, it's what's great is that there's so many women that are doing it and want to do it. You know, it's like when I do events in Web3, we keep coming up on the same, you know, women. And so it's very small. And I don't know if everybody, you know, heard that stat. You were like only five to six hundred thousand people in the world own an NFT. That's it. So when people think, oh, you know, I'm so late, I'm so, it's like, we're not even in an early adoption stage. We're like in an innovation stage still. You know, when I look at my daughter's avatar in Roblox, I'm like, Jesus, it looks like Pong from 25 years ago. Like, you know, (laughs) they're like a little block that moves like this. It's nothing to what people think. And forget it if you want to get crypto in your wallet at a a reasonable price. It takes weeks, you know? And when you first start out, it's crazy. It's like, like dial up. So it's a great time to like educate yourself, get in, like figure out what's interesting to you and follow those people, you know? Well, think about that. That's actually a really great point that I think we talk about how the system is often built against women. It's not hard, but it's not intuitive to understand Web3, but it does take time. And as we have already established, women don't have time. It takes time to learn about it. It takes time to then get the download the apps and get your wallet and then transfer your USD into crypto. And and once you've done that, you're good to go. But that block of time is a big ask. It's a heavy lift and it's an important resource that women are holding on to to protect their time and use it as best as they can. So while all our male counterparts are able to experiment and dive into Discord, open wallets, make some trades, learn, make some mistakes, learn and and reiterate, women don't. We don't have that same luxury. Um, And so it's really important that we create these opportunities, events, and easy, seamless, streamlined educational moments for women to come in so that they can minimize the amount of time. They can maximize their ability to open the wallets and get the things they need. Um, that's the system we talk about being built against us. And we want to make sure that women don't feel like it's this huge undertaking that they have to go through just to come into the space. You know, right. we've, we've held over a hundred events this year and, you know, we will continue to hold as many more as necessary. There are a couple of others that I think are doing a great job as well. My BFF, Hug, uh, Sisterhood Club, they're all now opening ways to have these one-on-one Zooms or small group events so that you can come in, bring your girlfriends, bring your mother-in-law, bring your sister, bring your teenage daughter and her friends and spend an hour and then get everything you need to get ready. Right. I had one at my house, as a matter of fact. Yes, you did. You like that, That's what I'm saying. Like You are such a pioneer to... Think about from the grassroots to the big empires, what is necessary? And we need both, you know, to open your home. And you've done this many times where you bring in all these like-minded, curious individuals to help support each other and one by one educate and help women get the tools they need. That's how we make real progress here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Doing the things that we love to do. You know, having some food, having some drinks, you know, socializing. 
and buying a manicure. That's exactly it. <laughs> I mean, if we could open up like a manicure bar and a blockchain bar, I would be there seriously all day, every day. Yeah. Because yeah. there's nothing that drives me crazier than getting a manicure. Look, I can't do anything with my fingers at the same time. My God, I hate it. Right. That's the prime space exactly. to educate women. I mean, I have this theory that I think manicure bars should be our secret women's clubs. Because oh, yeah. we're just, we're, we're a sitting audience. We're sitting there, we're waiting. We all want to do something. Yeah. Let's learn. Let's take over the world. Let's build businesses. Let's support each other. Done. All happening at the manicure shop. <laughs> Amazing. Meet you at the manicure shop. Uh, yeah, that's your next hashtag right there. <laughs> Meet you ready. Ready. Me, you in the Manny yes. chair. Um, mm-hmm. Look, obviously, there's so much more to unpack about Mavion, Web3, the metaverse, all the differences, all the different things that are in here. I mean, but so many great nuggets. Um, you're just getting your day started, so we will let you go. But first, as I ask every single one of my guests, I have to ask you the one question that um, everyone has always has an amazing answer to. Sadly, unfortunately, is an amazing answer. Is what is the worst advice you've ever received? Ah, I started my job. I was excited. I came from Australia. I landed in New York City. I'm in my dream city. I'm so ready to like you know make my mark at you know 23 years of age. And uh, I had this proposal, and I took that into my team and my boss. And it was an idea for this sponsorship. And um, and the reply I got back was that's not going to work. It's not how we do things. This is how we do it. This is how we've always done it. And this idea of this is how we've always done it. I could not compute this. And I think that's the worst advice to keep telling the team, this is how we always do it. Exactly. That literally is a vision killer. And like nothing like stagnates people or things more than that. Like, it doesn't matter even your age, you know, you can, you can adapt. You can definitely adapt. You can move things forward as long as you're open-minded and curious. Now, I love that. That was like Jay-Z's pet peeve. This is how we always do it. Then we're definitely not doing it that way. That's not happening. Yeah. Yeah. It's the opposite always. Well, yeah. and it does really encapsulate everything that is you. So I love it. You're like, really? I can't do it. Okay, well, oh, I'm goodness. definitely going to do it. Back- Back, exactly. Back, back at you too. Just uh, we just like to push, always pushing every boundary we can. Yeah, it's like and, that's a uh, nice story. Anyway, um, so yes. if, if people want to find you, Mavion, what do we do? Mavion World. It's at Mavion World across all of our socials, Twitter and Instagram. And then for me personally, at Michelle J Reeves. I am honestly so one dimensional. I talk about empowering women and nfts so, so if those are interests that you have i am your person i'm your person she's your person thank you <laughs> so much for this time i know it is precious obviously but also you know it's early in the morning and we appreciate um the time you took today so thank you so much everyone listening here thank you for tuning into this episode of taking care of lady business i'm jennifer justice